The ball guys are back, and I'll be honest with you, I've never been more nervous about a five and one Vikings team in my life. <laughs> I just I, I'm so nervous about this team because there are so many glaring imperfections. Even this past Sunday in Miami against the Dolphins, a place where, by the way, we hadn't won since 1976. Dear oh. God, I, I was only 30 years old back then. <laughs> I'm very old. And uh, even in that game, 10 of our 14 drives were three and outs. Yeah. Okay? So it wasn't like we just absolutely dominated, but it was feast or famine. Um, five and one, though, I have to relax. I have to just unclench a little bit. I have to take a deep cleansing breath because we have, believe it or not, uh, Gully, the second best record in the entire league yeah second only to the team that beat us right yes philly <laughs> so now yeah. know, you know why we lost that game to philly i feel better about that too because obviously nobody's beat them <laughs> no no they're very very quality team but you know it's funny you say that 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 nervousness the breathing into a paper bag every week yeah. you know <laughs> and uh it's 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 really kind of it, a synopsis of my entire lifetime of being a Viking fan, right? <laughs> Pretty I much. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really ever, ever feel like they've got it in the bag, you know. So, anyway, <laughs> this is true. Uh, the defense kind of saved the, the the day a little bit, I think, last week. Uh, mm-hmm. Three takeaways and six sacks, and I, I think uh, Doug, you were finally kind of starting to see that the defensive line have themselves a game. Yeah, the the defense is solid. I I still think the offense is a smoke show after week one. I I was afraid as a non-Vikings fan to ever have to face this squad because they were so dominant week one. Now, is this the true colors of the Vikings since then? Or I don't know. And then look at the competition they've been playing. I mean, the Bears. The Bears, yeah. Miami third string and then second string, two-gloved Teddy. (laughs) I don't know. It's uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out because I I I still don't think we have a true focus of what this team is. Yeah, Teddy, uh, oof, that was rough. I think I think the the rookie looked better than than Teddy, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. Get, given the two choices, and then he got dinged up when he hit hit his uh, thumb on a helmet or something like that. And yeah, thumb, yeah. So he had to go out, and uh, Teddy looked absolutely brutal. He looked like a guy coming off a concussion. He looked like a guy that hadn't taken a snap in practice all week. He's he's finally started to come around a little bit towards the end, but uh, and then and then the can we talk about the end of the game? Then finally we go up with uh, what do we have like almost a well it wasn't a fourteen point lead because then we missed the uh, extra point of course in typical Viking fashion. Of Right, you always have to leave the door open for if the team, mm-hmm. the opposition scores two touchdowns, they're going to beat you. But we had a, a pretty comfortable lead towards the end there, and then even that got hairy by the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we allowed them to start marching down the field, and they seemed to just be, you know, moving the ball at will against our defense. And yeah, if it wasn't for uh, you know some some serendipity, uh, it could have turned out differently, but. You know, we did get that two-point conversion later on after that missed. Uh, oh yeah, point. no, so yeah, right. that made up that made up for it in in a big way. I felt so. And when the defense was almost kind of coughing up the game there at the end, I loved how the sideline mics 
caught one of the Vikings players on the sidelines. Did you hear that? <laughs> Screaming yeah. out, Game ain't over. Yeah. There's another word in there. <laughs> Not entirely. Yeah, that's close. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, paraphrasing. I cleaned it up a little bit. Yeah. But uh yeah, yeah TV guys all, tried to cover that up too. I think we're all screaming that at our TVs, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, this Ben don't break defense. Oh. Be nervous. Are, do they do some of that just to dupe people into maybe making a play later in the game? I I don't get it all yet, but maybe they're just not used to it either. But hey, I don't like this the cover two shell or whatever they call it. I'm not yeah. a fan. You're just giving up you're giving up pretty good chunks of yard. They're getting down the field too fast, the opposition. And yeah, I don't like it. I mean, thankfully we had the turnovers in this game. And thankfully, the Dolphins kept shooting themselves in the foot on that one drive when they were they were killing it. But then penalty, they had five, five penalties on one drive. Yeah, wasn't it like almost 70 yards of penalties? Yeah. yeah. It was a, a, but on that one drive. It was like first and 32 or something goofy yeah. like that. That was crazy. And then we give up like a 25-yard chunk. And he'd be right. like, oh, are you kidding me? Are you really kidding me? I really... I really do think, though, that they go soft like that on purpose. They're just trying to allow those small chunks, keep the clock rolling, keep the guys in bounds, run the clock down, get the ball back. If you're up by two scores, then you've got some time to take it off the clock, and then hopefully there's not enough time left for them to come back and score. I think that's pretty typical in the NFL, but as a fan, you guys are absolutely right. It is uber frustrating to watch. <laughs> well, yeah. and I have a lot of exam- or uh, a lot of. Um... Uh, I'm very used to the Ben don't break defense because my squad has been doing that for 20 years. And I, I think their theory is it's harder to score inside the, the 15 from the 15 to the goal line. And so sure, let them get down there, but hold them to three and then count on your offense to, to score that touchdown. So here's a thought though. theory, but yeah, it's frustrating as a fan. Here's a thought though. What if you didn't let him just march down there? <laughs> yeah, right. you made him earn it. <laughs> Just keep right. sending Zadarius Smith on every play and wow. leave the fans happy. <laughs> right? That's that's probably all it would take. Uh Spence, am I, are we all being too impatient with this team? We have to remember, we have to take a deep breath and just tell ourselves there's new everything with this team, right? I don't think they're up to speed with one another yet. I mean, Jefferson ran another a bad route the other game and cousins was visibly upset. So yeah, I don't think they're uh, up to speed and they're not used to the, all of these uh, plays and the new schemes and everything else quite yet. Yeah. Cousins, I think was so upset. He uttered two goshes and a darn it. On the spot. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't him screaming the F bomb. Shocks. Ah, <laughs> shucks you guys. When they, <laughs> start, you know, when they start going, they're really damn good when they start clicking and stuff. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're, to. They're, they're teasing us, aren't they? With with these flashes of of what could be and what might be. The more they get used to this system and with each other and with the coaches, but it takes a while. And thank God that even even while they're learning all this new stuff, they've managed to to go into the bye at five and one. I mean, that's that's no small. Uh, feet, especially when you look up and down in the standings, TJ, there's just so much. I don't, you can call it parody or mediocrity. 
How many three and three teams are there right now? There was a bunch of really weird outcomes in the early games this past Sunday. And you're looking down and first thought was, well, there goes my $50,000 pro football challenge pick them for this week. (laughs) Uh, That was just unbelievable. Uh, So, yeah, you're seeing weird wins from teams that shouldn't get wins. And then we're all as tainted Vikings fans, like Scully said, year after year sitting over here with a five and one record and we're not happy with it. That's the weirdest (laughs) thing. Even the Vikings players are chiming in and saying, you know, you guys we're five and one, you know, (laughs) and and I have to kind of take a moment and stop and say, yeah, it's easy to go down that road as a Minnesota sports fan and be just grumpy about how bad the play is. But in, in hindsight, you know, a win's a win and you're five and one and you're going into the bye. Now, that being said, being that very pessimistic sports fan in the state of Minnesota, I'm going to wait and see what they look like coming out of the bye week and going into week seven. And if they look real solid there, then I'll pull the other leg up onto the bandwagon and we're <laughs> off and running. What I thought was but, cool was uh, Rager and Cook were both the fastest guys on the field on Sunday and not yeah. Hill. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, they had the fastest speed uh, length. Uh, Rager had was fir- was first, and then Cook was right behind him on that big run he had. He's Rager's real fast and doesn't look like it. Yeah, it's weird. But people underestimate right. that guy. Yeah, and just when we thought, yeah, Dalvin Cook was was uh, dead in the water, we were going to write him off. He uh, he uh, gets loose, as uh, PA likes to say. He's mm-hmm. loose. Oh, and, Lord, uh, that one of the house. That was fun. We haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. You know what else is pretty amazing too with the Vikings is relatively injury free like the big names other than cook going out with a shoulder for a oh, very short amount of time though oh did i did am i jinxing something he didn't even watch the game anyway just mute him I, <laughs> <laughs> what children's activity was he at this right. week he was oh, in that entry ditch at the mall with his kids <laughs> you know, did you see that uh, the Bears finally got rid of the the wolf in sheep's clothing? They got rid of the the Vikings player that had the penalty and the giveaway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Smith Marset gone. Yeah, he was a mole on that team. Vikings fans, <laughs> geniuses. Sniffed it out. <laughs> you sniffed it out. Uh, Gully, what's going on with the Packers, man? What has oh, happened oh. in Green Bay? I'm I'm not disappointed. Uh, you know, I mean, I, every time I see the green Bay loses, it makes me very happy. Amen. Um, but I, I honestly don't know. I, it seems like, uh, you know, you talk about a team where they're not firing on all cylinders. I mean, they're, they're the poster child for that. So I don't know. It's not good. And you know, the, the, the Packer fans, I mean, they just have an expectation that they're going to win the division, right? Oh, Absolutely. Uh, I don't, I don't see that happening this year unless something changes pretty quick. You know, in that Jets team, that's don't look past the Jets. They've wow. got on the Jets. That's a really good defense, and they're playing a little better on offense now too. So they might be scary. The Jets and the Giants, and they're both on our schedule mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. uh, in the final ten games of the season. So you got to be aware of that. The uh, Packers, so we don't have, we have the bye week. We don't have Vikings football to watch on Sunday. But if if you're, you know, not like Dougie and have, have plans at, at uh, Chuck E. Cheese, <laughs> then you can, you, can watch, you can watch the Packers game at noon. They take on the Commanders. And I don't know that that's, to me, that's that's a pick em right now, the way that Green Bay is going. Right. It's in Washington, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, with Heineke too. They're they're bringing him back for the game. Oh, so really? 
Okay. Uh, is that, you think Green Bay, uh, A-Rodge is just frustrated as hell, and he oh. can't even hide it anymore. He's not a, attempting to. And it seems like he and the coach kind of not getting along so great right now. Um, is that a landing spot for ODB, do you think? Does Odell Beckham Jr. wind up catching passes from Aaron Rodgers? Didn't That's he just cool. sign this morning with, what was it? Buffalo, I thought I did. I not really? see that, or am I crazy? I've been having a rough morning with things that aren't true. <laughs> <laughs> I can vouch for that. I got some investment opportunities I want to talk to you about right, after right, the I'll be right over. Uh, right. <laughs> All right, so after coming out of the bye, uh, God, you know, and you hate to look at the schedule and go, well, that's a win and that's a win because that's you don't know. Um, but Arizona at home on the 30th and then at Washington uh, the next week. I mean, God, you guys, if things go right, you could be seven and one to start the year. Yeah, but things got to go right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. But we've lucked. We've lucked into it so far. Those are those are winnable games, I should yeah, say. Yeah. And then you get more of a test mm -hmm. with, with that next chunk where you're at Buffalo. Oof, that'll be a yeah. measuring stick. Dallas comes here. You got the uh, Giants and the Jets. You're, you you finish the year in the brutal cold outside at Green Bay at Chicago. The schedule makers obviously hate the Vikings. <laughs> That's a mean thing to do, isn't it? Yeesh. It's kind of weird looking at that schedule because like a week or two ago, this was going to be the tougher part of the schedule and that back half was going to be a little bit easier. Now it's completely different. Yeah, I mean, Dallas is even playing well without without Dak, and it looks like he's on his way back. Right. Yeah, they have a quarterback controversy in Dallas now. Yeah. <laughs> sure. They uh, didn't put up much of a, a fight against the Eagles, though. I was surprised to they see that. Not, no. That was going to be a closer game. Um, so, so we have a chance. Who knows? Again, if you win the winnables, you could be 7-1. and one. Anybody remember what the Vikings' record was at the end of last year? Where did we finish? How many wins do we have? Ooh. Were we just wow. over 500? Six or seven? I don't remember. One game under 500 at under. eight and nine. Eight and nine. So, wow. I mean, that's that's a hell of an improvement. If, if I was, thing, I was trying right. to forget that. I was actually trying <laughs> to forget that. Well, you, let's talk about a team that was supposed to be good and has absolutely stumbled out of the gate. Your Minnesota Wild starting the oh, season 0-3, oh. losses to the Kings and the Rangers and the Lanch. Uh, 12 goals scored for the Wild in those three games and 20 allowed. TJ, is this just a goaltending problem or are there deeper issues on the Wild? Goaltending is certainly an issue. We have had problems. I mean, and when you know when your goaltender, Flurry, comes out and says, I would boo me too. That's terrible. I need to be better, you know, and showing visible frustration during the games. So hopefully he's able to get right in the head. He's got to be uh, a mentor uh, for for Gustavson. Is that how we're saying it? They need to send him down. Yeah, uh, he's obviously struggling too. He's young. Goaltending has been bad. There have been some really, like, fluky things and some just really stupid mistakes in that part, but you can't, I don't personally think you can pin it all on the goaltending. Yes, it's been bad, but you also got to have a defense in front of you. That's going to step up. And where have Spurgeon and Brodeen been in this thing so far this season? I can tell you where Brodeen's been. He's been in the penalty box. 
Yeah. 18 <laughs> minutes of penalties all of last year. Sixth yeah. in the first two games this year. So he's got to stay out of the box. Defense has got to do their job. They have looked very junior leaguey on defense for the Wild so far. Uh, if you were to take all of the defensive stats and wipe them out and hand somebody a piece of paper with the Wild's offensive stats, and you looked at it and thought, well, as long as the defense is doing their job, these look like they should be wins, but they're not. 12 goals in three games is not that bad. That's pretty good. Kaprizov is playing well, and he's scoring goals, and some of the young guys are helping him out with some beautiful assists on some of those goals. So I have this last game against uh, Colorado defensively. I think Addison did a nice job. He's young. Hopefully he keeps that up. But got to have your leaders on defense like Spurgeon and Brodeen come around and and do their jobs too, and they've been a little non-existent as of lately. So I guess, uh, no, it isn't all goaltending, but it's a big part of it, that's for sure. Yeah. There is a guy out there I think we should get, though. I mean, if we're going to send Gustafsson down, uh, I think this guy's available. Um, <laughs> That's always been my thought, you know? It's a free agent. Yeah. It's a walrus. Just get him. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not getting around him. Right? Yeah, you're going to have to go top 90, top cheddar on either side to get past that guy. Yeah, go all the way. Get the walrus. Yeah, there's no way. Uh, <laughs> Spent somewhere, Cam Talbot is watching the Wild Games and laughing his ass off, right? I mean, he's got to – I mean, this has got to be sweet revenge for did Cam we, Talbot. Did we go with the wrong guy? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're a little older, Cam's younger. Yeah, I don't even know if it was the – I I liked personally the combo platter. I liked the Talbot and the flurry. And mm-hmm. I think and, – and this is easy for me as a fan, and hindsight's twenty twenty and all that – but I really think Garen effed up when he – I think this goes back to the the start of the playoffs last year when yep. he – Talbot was hot. You remember Cam Talbot finished the year very, very hot, and then um, Garen leapfrogged him and stuck um, Flower in, in, in goal, yeah, for the for the start of the playoffs, and he was he, – he, was, he wasn't great right. then. Yep, yeah. right. And he was, uh, Garen was very obstinate about changing it up. And I think he finally did it, what, game four? Well, when it didn't matter. It was too late. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think by doing that, he really pissed off Cam Talbot to the point where that, he wa- that wasn't going to work. It either, it either had to have been Garen calling Talbot up and saying, listen, I screwed up. You're the guy. You're, you're, you're main goaltender this year and, and Flowers going somewhere else. And that didn't happen. He he went all in on, on Flurry, and it just seems to have really, really backfired. It yeah. almost makes you wonder if there was some bad blood there before. I mean, maybe there was something we didn't know about. It makes you wonder, you know? Sure. Um, yeah. So that that's now it's a hard fix. I mean, it really is because <laughs> supposedly there's this phenom. In Iowa, phenom goaltender TJ, and but he's super young and they the last thing I think they want to do is to t- turn to turn to a kid like that. It's so weird that Flurry's struggling. You would think if it was a young kid that they were going all in on, the pressure might get to a younger kid, but an experienced vet, I don't know, it's hard to figure out what's going on in his head. I know, I, and I'm hoping he's able to get around that so that we have uh, that solid veteran. I mean, if we're going to keep Gustafsson around, you're right. It's tough to throw a young guy into an NHL game like that, and yeah. whether you dip down into to the Iowa Wild to pull a guy up. You're just asking for more of the same, I think. So you need a leader, a Hall of Famer like uh, like Flurry 
to get right in the head. And then, you know, like I said, get a little help from that defense too. They've got to, got to get in there and sacrifice a bit. Do you think that he's lost a little something though? I mean, you know, he's no spring chicken anymore. And, right. you know, being a goalie, you have to have reflexes like a cat. And I just, yeah. you know, I just wonder if he's lost a little bit of his, you know, mojo because of age. Right. And I don't disagree with that either. That could certainly be the case. And when we're looking back to the whole uh, last year with the rotation of him and Cam Talbot, I loved that. I loved the rotation of the goalies, keeping a guy fresh, giving him a rest, almost yeah. like pitchers, right, in Major League Baseball. Right. I really liked that idea, and it seemed to be working. And then we just went away from it and went a completely different direction. I don't know if that was a we're going to sell more jerseys in the pro shop this way kind of thing, but that's not the way to win games with a young team like this. The other thing is that defensive squad for the Wild, they're all small guys. There's yes. nobody really with any big size to them. Addison Small, I mean, those guys are pretty tiny for defensemen. Yeah, and, you know, one of the things I've noticed in watching NHL games is teams that have really solid defense, man, it is hard to score on those guys. I mean, yeah. you know, you almost never get an open shot, you know, and, and that's that's the sign of a really stout defense. We don't have it. Yeah, you got to contest, you know, I think you're right, Gully. The really good defensive teams aren't even letting you get free in the offensive zone they're not even letting you get in on the goalie for a good quality shot they're they're pushing you way out to the edges and putting yep. you at bad angles and whatnot and um, that's obviously not being done uh the wild have always had that problems with small defenders spence i think you picked up on something there where especially in the playoffs when things tend to get a lot more physical yep. uh, that's always been an issue for minnesota uh, on defense yeah, Spurgeon's small too. I, you know, they get pushed around a little bit. I know they've got some, some bigger guys in Iowa that they're thinking about, but they might want to go out and maybe make a trade and find something, some, some bigger defenseman to get some help back there right now. I mean, it's it's all about it's all about leverage, you know, and 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 you know, the bigger guy is just going to be able to move you around, right? Uh, and and you know, it, that's it just makes sense to have some some stouter defensemen out there. Well, Timberwolves have a couple of really big guys on their team this year in Cat and Rudy Gobert, and they'll kick off the season at Target Center against OKC tonight. Spence, a lot of people are really high on this squad. Um, I'm kind of reserving opinion till I see how this big man combination works. <laughs> I think it's going to be fantastic. I mean, they were good last year. Now you throw Gobert on the team? Jesus, I mean, I, I'm I, I'm excited. I, I'm you know I've been a long time lifelong Wolves fan. This athletically, this is the best team we've ever had. Period. Whoa, that's big. Stay healthy. That's a bold statement, right. though. Better than MV three, sure. huh? Well, first off, you want to just athletically, yeah. Ant is way better than Garnett. Athletically, yeah. I don't know. I, I watched I watched some of the preseason games. Um, I think I'm I'm with GT on this one about I'm I'm gonna reserve my my only question is is gonna be the power struggle. Like cat <laughs> wants this to be his team. It's obviously Ant's team. We saw that in the playoffs. It was without question Ant's team. Now you bring in a guy like Gobert who's got experience, he's got size, he's obviously got talent. Are we gonna be able to move the ball around enough where we get those three guys? involved enough where no one's feelings are getting hurt no one's <laughs> egos are getting bruised and then i yeah. think we were i think we were five of 23 and i know 
people have off nights shooting, but five of 23 from three point range. I don't know. That's going to be a big part. You know, no more Beasley. So that's gone. And I don't know. I, I'm, I'm hoping they can figure out a way to distribute it. But yeah, I, I'm going to want to see a little bit more before I, I hop on that yet. I'm having a little trouble here. How much are these guys getting paid and they have hurt feelings? I mean, <laughs> I mean come no, no. on, man. I uh, know, but that's the more you pay them, the more hurt feelings they get. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> True. Sure. Here, here's what I hope to see this year. And everybody's going to have a, a, a clunker, an off night, you know, here and there. But can Ann Edwards just not disappear every third game? Because I mean, the, the kid is such a freak, and he's so talented, and he's so young. But there were there were nights too frequently last season where he was just not a factor, and it just I couldn't figure it out. If it was just immaturity, or if he was kind of take you know taking a night off while he was still playing, I if if that kid can go. You know, 80% of what he is most nights, it's going to be a hell of a year for the Wolves. Well, he had a few commercials that came out last year, and I think they were filming during the season. So, you know, that, that's a long schedule. It's hard to do commercials to get to play ball. We'll <laughs> tuck it out from all that. Well, and we have no idea who's going to be starting at quarterback yet for the Gophers. Um, Tanner Morgan got uh, punched in the head, which I didn't know was legal in college football. Apparently, there's no penalty for doing that. Uh, he got punched in the head, had to come out. Obviously, some sort of concussion protocol. He hasn't been ruled out, but he hasn't, you know, we haven't heard for sure that he's uh, starting. And, oh, my God, this is this is a big game, Gully. This is Penn State. This is a whiteout. And this is, what, 100,000 fans? And you're going you're gonna to throw Cole Kramer out there? <laughs> Oof, good luck. Yeah, we're all going to be just, you know, doing a little prayer, you know, but I, I don't I don't know what they're going to do about the concussion protocol. That's obviously we probably won't know till Friday. Probably. Yeah. No. Luckily, he's 28 and has a lot of experience. So well, he doesn't yeah. need a lot of he doesn't need a lot of practice to be ready to go. But uh, God, what two disappointing losses back to back. And it's it's really you know God things were just set up so good. This is why you don't look at the Vikings schedule at five and one and go well you know we're going to be seven and one after our you know first eight game you because you can't do that. Uh, the Gophers just look like world beaters and they looked really good against Michigan State. So you were like, wow, we're you know we're still uh, doing well against the Big Ten. Well, it turns out they're a giant turd and uh, and we've really gotten you know our asses handed to us the past couple of weeks. Uh, Spence, do we have a prayer against a uh, a ranked uh, Penn State team, number sixteen in the country? I'm typically a diehard, but no, I don't see him getting a win on the road in Penn State at Penn State. Yeah, we'd have to get up early. We'd have to get up early. We'd have to have our running game. You know, where we're getting two hundred, three hundred yards on the ground. Uh, I don't know if Ibrahim is is uh, back up to speed. It was nice to have him back in the lineup last week but he didn't look he didn't look like 100 percent ibrahim either no he did not we gotta hope for rain or snow or some kind of odd <laughs> condition to oh it, even it is when... supposed to be really cold and snowy in that part of the world i thought maybe maybe oh. it'll, there'll be some remnants who knows <laughs> are they gonna start that chad powers guy for penn state this week who's that 
the the uh do you see the bit with was it eli manning that dressed oh, up in the prosthetics and oh, did the yeah. walk-on bit yeah. chad powers faster yeah. <laughs> that's, right. that's our only know. hope that's our only hope maybe they'll give us chad powers to play against he can walk <laughs> on with the gophers yeah we'll take him at quarterback that's yeah, for sure yeah. we'll 100 percent we'll do that work. Uh, I, I, the other, and then the other guy is, if it's not Cole Kramer for Tanner Morgan, it's Ethan Kaliak Manis, which no announcer in the world wants to call an entire three hour game saying Kaliak Manis. (laughs) It barely fits on the back of his Jersey. I I don't think any announcer wants to, uh, wants to tackle that good news for Gophers hoops. Uh, Spence, they got a big commitment from a big guy, Dennis Evans, uh, five star center, seven foot one, says yes. Wow. The golfers, did you, did you see his wingspan? Like, holy yeah. cow, can anybody shoot over that? Good lord, huh? this is awesome. It's like the wings on a 747. That guy, he's unbelievable. He says he was, are you ready for this? In seventh grade, he was six seven. In seventh grade, grade. Oh my God. <laughs> imagine that. What's his uh, major going to be? Computer science? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute! Breaking news! Oh, he just entered the transfer portal. God, <laughs> you guys, that's it. <laughs> well, it was a good run. Yeah. Good run. Uh, I'm relieved to say that the uh, Maverick hockey team is back to being the Maverick hockey team. I got so nervous, TJ, when they had that. Uh, was a game against? Uh, was it Omaha? The yeah. Next that, yes. game? Yeah. Nebraska Omaha. Yeah, and they lost and they gave up just a crap ton of goals. It was like a wild game, right? Yeah. And we weren't sure who the goalie was going to be and then we go to Minnesota for the first game of the season in Minneapolis and we lose 4 to 1 there, but then then we we come home and uh we turn back into the uh the Mavericks of of last year basically. Right. Well, yeah, like I mentioned before, that that exhibition game, there was a lot going on there. You were playing everybody. Every goaltender got a chance, you know, so everybody got that moment to be on the ice unless they're injured. We're still waiting for Bennett Zamolik to return off of his injury, and that'll be nice to get him back because he's an important piece of the puzzle. But they've managed okay since. That gopher game uh, in Minneapolis on Friday wasn't nearly as bad as the score would have you believe. You know, when the game started, I was there at Mariucci watching the game, nervous butterflies thought what are we, what are we going to get and yeah. then it started and and i think most people were pleasantly surprised they were like okay well we're, we're still contenders we're, we're skating with these guys because that minnesota team let's be honest is going to be a good good hockey team oh yep. um yep they're loaded and, and, but then we came back saturday and uh and won that game and that was so much fun and then it starts all over again now duluth is coming to town the nerves start building again and you put up let's be honest seven even though the score was six, it was seven, it was seven. Uh, on Friday night against UMD. And now you're thinking, okay, weren't we all saying if we could get through these first six games at 500, we'd be feeling pretty good. We're one win, one win away from that. And then yep. Saturday night, they come back and get the win. And now we go up to St. Cloud this weekend. And I think they have to feel pretty good about where they're at. Uh, they switched up to Alex Tracy on uh, against Duluth yeah. this, this past weekend, too. And that went very well for the Mavericks. Yeah. Yes. So who's the who's the number one goalie, Tracy or Rancier, or isn't there one yet? I don't. Well, I would say at the I, it, I'm not a coach, and I don't claim to be, but I would say after this past weekend, you got to roll with Alex Tracy again this this coming weekend. 
the team stepped up their defense. Some of the defense played pretty well. Hiroshi and Borchert played real well. Um, but yeah, and, and and so you come off of those games in Duluth with Duluth and head to St. Cloud. I I would imagine they're going to stick with Alex Tracy until until they need to make a change if they have to. Another big hey, test. Yeah. Hey TJ, a uh, lot of people commenting about how little he was. Right? He's yeah. he's five eleven. He's an inch shorter than Dryden McKay, and that's two inches shorter than what they want for NHL goalies. They like to have him at about six two. And that kid for Duluth was six five without skates on. He was a monster. Oh, wow. He looked like a walrus in goal. He took up a lot of skates. <laughs> hey TJ, before we uh before we go, uh, how good is St. Cloud this year? I have no clue. Oh, they're terrible. Are they? No. <laughs> St. Cloud's never terrible. I, I I haven't paid real close attention. I would say of these first three series, the most winnable games in my mind would be against St. Cloud. Okay. But you never know when you go on the road. So, you know, you got to head up there. It's not a terribly long drive. It's in the state. Um, and you're not hopping on an airplane or anything, but you still got to show up and be ready to play against anybody. And these non-conference games at the front end of the season are very important for pairwise later on in the in the season. Yeah. Okay, thanks. I think they're ranked uh, ranked number eight in the country. So yeah, yeah, yeah. still a good test. All right, there so, you yeah, go. So by terrible, I mean not number four or number two right. or whatever we've played right. so far, but still in the top ten. Yeah. All right, that's it. That's a wrap for Ball Guys. We're back next week with our special guest, Walrus Goalie. <laughs> Walrus Goalie.